Welcome to another edition of The Bones of Advertising. Of course, I'm Craig McLeod, which makes this guy organised. Organised. Very organised today. Very organised. There is nothing quite so uh, organised as a good brief. And today, my very good friend, today we're going to talk about the importance of a good brief. What's the difference between a good brief and a bad brief? Um, Yeah. Let's just start the outset, JD. Can a bad brief be made a good brief? Oh, yeah, absolutely. A bad brief can be made a good brief, just in exactly the same way that a good brief can be turned into a bad brief. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. One of our mottos is there's no such thing as a bad brief, my boy. And ultimately, I, I really did want to explore this one, and I was rapt to hear you were on board with it, that... No such thing as a bad brief because when a bad brief comes in, you can look at it and basically it's got some of the elements you need. But in order to get the rest of them to ensure that it's a good brief, you just got to ask a ton of questions. And that may be that may be you may have you may just have you may just have gone straight to the heart of the matter straight well, away. Should we just sign off there? It's been another great edition of the Bones of Advertising World Record Time. I think that's four minutes. <laughs> Take care, mate. I'll see you next week. Yeah, yeah don't go changing. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the the crux of it, isn't it? I um, of recent time, we've been really, really fortunate to come across some outstanding briefs. And when I say that, I'm like, these people are really top marketing people, and yeah. they come with a really good brief. There's research, there's data in it. Then they've got here's what we've done previously, but not only that. Here's what we like about what we've done. Here's what we don't like, but here's how it played out for the consumer. So just going even that level further now, to me, when that comes in, I'm like, I can smell a very, very good client. And and you can smell, you know that, uh, you know that thing, yeah, what's, that's an opportunity. That smells like opportunity. Yes. It smells like opportunity. Oh. Yep, and those briefs just become better when at the end of them it says something like, we're not creatives, we're looking to you to be creatives, but we know who we are, we know where we want to go, we're just not exactly sure how to get there. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh, like, you know, it's just a whole new level. Yeah. But then there's the one that comes, the one that comes and it's just an email Ah. and it says, we need to do this, this and this. Yeah. To which you look at it and go, hmm, okay, there's a couple of bits there we need. Yeah. I need, we need an ad. Okay. Like, is that, is that, is that the brief? Like, is that, is that kind of it? Like, <laughs> did we know the rest? Yeah. Yeah. What's, what's the name of your product? Let's, <laughs> yeah. Like, well, who are you? Like, and I think you also get, the situation as well sometimes with the startups can be one of two two situations as well. They're either unbelievably ready to roll and they've got everything they need set up or it's just like I'm doing 776,000 things. I know we need an ad. I don't know what it needs to look like. I spent a shit ton of money at the moment on digital and I'm not sure whether it's working or it's not. Help. You know, like a sign just comes up, help. And that would be, to my mind, that's a better brief. Yeah, right. Just a, just a little sign that says, help, because yep. then that leaves them open to you coming in and saying, I just need half an hour of your time 
and I'll make the rest of it easy. Yeah. I'll make I'll make all of your worries go away. I just need half an hour of your time. Okay. And then you go in and you say, who are we talking to and what are their barriers? Yeah. That's all that's all I want to talk about. Yeah. Because they will fill in all the gaps. Yeah. Who am I talking to? What's their frustration? What's their pain point? What are their barriers? What are their needs? That's the easiest way to get a good brief. What about competitors, JD? At what point do you start to take a look at who else is in market? Oh, I think it's always worth, I think it's, I mean, I always like that thought, you're never as, you're never as much a consumer as you are before you get a brief. Yeah. Anytime, any any brief, but especially for for businesses that are new to to your, to whatever company you work for. Yep. Um, As soon as someone comes in and says, we need a brief for some new, uh, you know, glass wipes for people who wear glasses. We've yep. got this special U-Butte thing and we need an ad for it. Like immediately you need to go in and into a dark room somewhere and write down everything that you imagine about what your perceptions and assumptions are because you're no longer a consumer. Yeah. As soon as you get the brief, you're no longer a consumer. You are a creator of a communication Yep, you have invested in what's going and going ahead and what's going to happen. Yeah. And what what do you think about the reverse brief, JD? So the brief comes in, you absorb it, you put it into the, you know, yeah. to the uh, the refinery, into yeah. the, the the team, into the yeah. ideation process, and then go back and say, here's what we're thinking you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a big fan of reverse brief, especially if they if the if the brief is Woofly. Yeah. Like, especially if the brief is, we're going to say this and we're going to say this and we're going to say this and, you know, we've got this and I'm going to put it there. And by the way, the managing director's wife's had an idea and this is what she thinks. And, you know. Gosh, mate, how many times has that happened, eh? <laughs> God, more times than I would care to imagine. Have we had some yeah. random from outside of the business that's been the influencer? But you need to be aware and you need to be able to. Talk to all stakeholders. Yeah, I think there is somewhere, somewhere in the great metaphorical universe, there's an elephant's graveyard full of ads that have just died. And, and By Ronnie the Random, who day. comes in as the support to the CEO or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and they change they change the brief straight away. Now I'm a big fan of the reverse brief because yeah. what it allows you to do then is to go back and say, "This is our understanding of what you need." And this is where our expertise can best be used because we think, you know, you need you need to build awareness, you need to build engagement, you need to convert. There are three different components, so you need a campaign with at least three different elements. Yeah. And all of a sudden you've got them going, okay, all right, I understand. Yeah, yeah. So how can we do that all with one ad? Well, you can't. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I think I think you can. I always I always like the idea, the notion that if you if someone comes and says, "Oh no," the very first thing you put down to paper, the very first ad, you know, communication that you develop, will then act as a brief because they will then come back and say, oh, "It's not this; it's that. This is wrong. We need to do this." 
people people find it easier to see what's wrong with something or to criticize something than they find it easy to develop a brief for something that they are that hasn't been developed yet. Yeah. Like how do you how do you invent something that doesn't exist? It's much easier to look at something that does exist and say that's wrong or this could be better. Yeah, I agree. And then that becomes the brief. I think the red pen idea of getting to or a red red crayon or a red crayon is a really good way of getting where you need to go. And sometimes some clients and some people need to go through that process. Like we we had a great client, um, a retail client, and he had the ability to come up with a brief because we worked with him on a briefing template, but the briefs were, were skinny, skinny as you like. But we knew we needed to get first round to him. Yeah. From there, we could evolve and get to a point where we came up with exactly where we thought we needed to go. So, you know, it took us some time to get him on board to understand, you know, we're talking to the consumer, not him, not his best mate. We're talking to the consumer that's buying that particular product. But ultimately, that process then just became honed where he could have a skinnier brief and we would just go through that process of saying, okay, yep, we'll start with this ad we did previously and we'll evolve it. And he's like, no, no, not that one. I want you to start with this one. And I'm like, okay, yep, we get it. So we kind of worked off previous creative to build the next brief. I like that. I think that's a really clever, simple way of doing it like and it's all about relationships so yeah that has to be the most important part of, of any any business doesn't it but especially it in advertising where when there's it's like it's not there's nothing ever completely black and white because it's all intellectual well yep. not all of it but a lot of it is so there's very little kind of no, it's this or is that there's always nuance and i think if you can if you can build an understanding together, then there's the start of a of a great briefing system. Yep. Not yeah. Not necessarily completely. a great brief, but a good system. Completely agree. Okay, I've got a question for you, and I want to know uh, your thoughts on five mandatory things that you have to have in a brief to ensure you can come up with some kind of successful communication campaign. Oh, okay. Top five, um, all time top five. You know I love all time top fives. All time top and five. And High Fidelity, mate. One of my favourite movies ever. High Fidelity. Love it. All time top five. Yeah, yeah. I reckon you need to know who the customer is. I reckon they should be. Bing. Tick the very, Put a tick in here. Bing. Yep. The very first thing should be, you know, here's the customer. And just an understanding of why they're in, because they're the market. Like yeah. the market is not all your competitors. The market is. How many times have I read that in a deck you put forward? Mm-hmm. Your market is not everyone. Yeah. It's the people most likely to buy this. Yeah. Okay. So then you need to get an understanding of why they need to buy it. Needs, barriers, what problems, is the need? what concerns, is the barrier? issues. Yeah. What's the barrier? What's the frustration? What's the desire? You know, I want to be a good dick. All right, then, you know, have, have I got the whoa, 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 whoa. Did you just say what I think you said? It's not wrong, you know. <laughs> you might park that and start again. I want a bigger car. I want a bigger truck. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't want a bigger truck. <laughs> that is your finest work ever, my boy. Thank you very much. Thank you very oh, much. Right, you need to know. You need to know the customer and you need to know their need. Yep. And then you need to understand why your product answers their need. Da, 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 da. 
Yeah. That, and then that, the line again, that's another one that I read frequently in your strategy documents that says you need to understand why your product is going to occupy or fulfill their needs more than the competitors. Yep, indeed, indeed. And you must, there must be a reason. And when people just need to dig into why they invented the product in the first place. Yeah. Why was this product invented? Why, JD? Why, why, did you, why did you do all of this? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I wanted Are people to drink the best fucking rescue or remedy kombucha there was in the world, and you just – so I made a drink called Rescue Remedy or whatever. Why is, why, is this, why is this real estate purchasing platform better than that real estate purchasing platform? Because we fucking understand houses. I mean, Because they're it's, fucking brilliant and they're the best one by a mile. <laughs> exactly. Unfortunately, one, unfortunately, Amber claims like that are very, very hard to prove. Not on our podcast. We can say whatever we want. <laughs> okay, so what have we got? Four there or five? You got four? Uh, four. And then four. I think you need to understand because I think, you know, we're going to, we'll get to mandatories in a minute. Yep. Like mandatories, they talk about logos and taglines. Yep. You know, yeah. Yep. Let's park that just for a minute. Park that. Then, this need, then you need to understand what this communication needs to do as part of a larger piece because that will then focus the client on understanding, okay, this is about awareness or this is they, they're aware of you, they've come to you, they've come to a site or they're looking online and they're aware of you but they want to know a little bit more, all right? Yeah. Well, then that's a different communication to that one. Yeah. Or they, they know exactly who you are, they know exactly what you do, they just want to know where they can get it and how much it's going to cost. That's a very different brief Again, so funnel you're talking about here, JD. So you're going from awareness consideration to um, yeah. what's the last one in the funnel again? Purchase. Purchase. Yeah. Well, then you've got re-engagement, which is a different piece that we get. But whereabouts? Whereabouts in that? You know, circle of the great circle of life. Where does that fit? And then, so that focuses the client on an understanding of what you need to be saying, but it also focuses the creative people so they don't come back to you. If the brief is we just want to say corn, $2 a kilo, Woolworths. Yeah. And and sometimes that's all you need to say. Like, need glass? Here we go. Yeah. But it does it then allows the creative people to either get creative or get straight or communicated in the best way possible without trying to think, oh, I've got to reinvent the wheel. I've got to, this is my can ad here. This is this is potential. <laughs> it's like, no, where is it? What's the business issue? There yep. are plenty of opportunities to create great ads to prove to the world how clever you are. Yeah. But there's also an incredible need to have here is the brief here is the need yeah this is what we want and in that instance my boy i think we're think we're talking about the need of the customer is i want to buy corn the need for woolworths is i've got a shit ton of it i need to move indeed bottom line that's what it is yeah yeah like there's all those i've seen lovely ads for you know 50 percent off sales like yeah. a you know, 50 percent off skis and you've just got a, a line in the snow with one ski and one foot you know, it's like yep. it's just, but he, you can do simple stuff that people go, ha, 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 ha. they recognize <laughs> the name and, you know, you're in business, you're away. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So absolutely. I think those, more. those things, like an understanding of like who the customer, 
What's giving them the shits? What do they want? Like, yep. you know, how does your product fit into their world, into their need? How does it solve their needs better than anyone else's? Yep. Where does it fit in the in the cycle? Yeah, love it. Beautiful. And if we just touch quickly on mandatories, just so that we can look at the brief holistically, when we say mandatories, JD, these are the things that we just, you can't respond to the brief without this. Indeed. Or unless you've got a really, really good reason not to. Yeah, okay. If you had, for instance, there was a great Coca-Cola radio ad done once when the campaign was you can't beat the real thing, and it was just an Elvis Presley impersonator, singing you can't beat the real thing yeah and everyone went oh coca-cola like but you need a really really powerful reason so that's that was just reinforcing all of the great brand work that had been done up to that moment yeah and there's a handful of brands that could do that my boy isn't there there's not many i mean Kit one of our faves they can do it coke yep. can do it but there's not many that could do that sort of stuff indeed indeed yep. indeed so like What's the, like, usually it's the logo, the three or four key brand assets that you need yep. and the message. And and even on socials, even on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and Snapchat, most of the time it's a, it's a, it's an awareness piece. Yep. Certainly on Instagram and, and Snapchat. Yep. You know, but it's. What are the what are the three or four things that we can't live without? What are like the brand assets, and what's the message? Yep, that's it. Like that's it. That's all there is right there. Yep. Okay, Those five things, and what are the four brand assets? Three or okay. four brand assets. Last thing, I, last thing I want to finish on for you is the worst brief you've ever had. I want you oh. to give me a call out. And we want to we want to name and shame the worst brief you've ever come across in the history of the briefs you've seen. Uh, it was a it was a poster for um, and honestly, I, I I'd love to name and shame them, but it's been so long. It was in Tassie, okay, written down in Tassie. Yeah, um, and they they kept it was an outdoor poster, and they came and they said we want to we want to clear a headline. That's why we've come to you, but we also want to be able to say this and this and this. There were, I someone counted them. It was it wasn't a, quite a hundred words, but it was sort of up there. It was you know in the nineties <laughs> on a poster, but on a po- on a poster. <laughs> we, we as much as we said, we, you can't put this many buddy words on a post. No one's going to read it. Like well, that no doesn't need to be on the poster. That needs to be somewhere else. Oh, but. Like and and no matter how many times you we tried, the answer kept coming back is no. This is what I want. This is what I want. And at the end, we just had to say, we'll just make it look as good as possible. And that's the that's when that's when everyone loses. Yeah. Is when the creative partner just throws their hands in the air and just says, all we can do, all we can do is make it look as nice as possible. Yeah. Because they're not, you know, the. The credit department's not going to be happy. The agency's not going to be happy. The client is going to is going to be. They have a short term. Yep, I got exactly what I wanted, but unfortunately, they'll get exactly what they wanted, which is absolutely no sales, because they're not looking at at how media is consumed. It's yep. a different question altogether. Perfect. But 
it was the it was the brief that caused the most angst while I was at that agency. Yeah, right. Just you know, just tearing our hair every time we went there. And and we would do that. Here's what you want. Here's what we think you need. Yep. Yeah, I'll have that. But can I have it in purple? Why purple? Your brand <laughs> colours are orange and green. I love it. Do you know what I mean? Like it was I just, I wanted, I wanted that. And it and the brief change he kept changing the goalposts yep. in order for him to win the argument. Yeah. I just yeah. and and it's just like it's it's the briefs that give you tension. Yeah. And creative people, here's a tip for any clients out there listening. <laughs> If you want a great response from a creative team, go to them and say, I've got a problem. And they will fall over themselves to help you solve it. Absolutely. 100%. And I think if you're at a point where someone has to win an argument in the briefing process, it's time to say, we're not a great fit. Yeah. That, yep. That's, you know, but that's that's just a given, I reckon, an absolute given. But, J.D., I'm going to close out on what I think is probably the shittest brief ever briefed to anyone. You and I have looked at a uh, poster, call it a, a bus stop poster for NBN, and whoever wrote that brief, you should take a long, hard look at yourself because that, my friend, I reckon, has to have been the worst brief ever written because the creative outcome was so bad, it has to come back to the fact that the brief was shit. It, it's got to. I just believe it's got to. Now, I could be wrong. Yeah. But, but I'm, I'm you're not often it. wrong. Well, but, I don't know about that. No, I, well, I once think. you thought you were wrong, but you were mistaken. Uh, <laughs> well, the person who thought I was wrong was actually mistaken. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, that NBN ad, the brief, it had this, it smacked of the brief didn't actually get much past the author's pad. Yeah. You know what, do you know what I mean? Like I do. Just I reckon a, there was a lot of cooks in that kitchen, mate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, or one really bad one. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, it Maybe. was it was that was horrible. That was oh that meant nothing to anyone. No. Was, you might as well have just picked picked a name from out of randomly out of a phone book and walked up to them and given them the entire media budget and you would have got better PR than running that poster. Well, I reckon whatever the spend was on both creative and media could have been given back to everyone who had a pain in the ass getting NBN sorted, which is basically anyone. And all they needed to do was give a credit across everyone. And everyone would have said, you know what? It's best campaign ever. Bloody brilliant. Didn't go anywhere, but I got an extra, whatever it was, 10 bucks off me NBN for the month. Piece of cake. It's a beautiful edition of Bones of Advertising, my boy. Don't go changing. Well, you take care, mate. Thanks. See you next week.